The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host, Peter Tong. This program will provide the groundwork you need to advance your awareness and be involved in the approaching transformation in consciousness. Now, your host, Peter Tong. Hello and welcome to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. I am your host, Peter Tong. A very happy new year to you all and I suspect it's going to be a year of great conscious awakening and my guest today Howard Martin will be talking about that uh, shortly Uh, the intention in these episodes is to give you insights into how the planet is shifting in frequency and vibration to a new level of awareness and how you can be part of this grand awakening and last week Dr. Roland McCrazy of the HeartMath Institute gave us a wonderful introduction into the scientific side of the heart's interaction with the rest of the body and the influence on the world. To hear that show, uh, go to my website, www.petertongue.com, so that you can hear the scientific explanation and the sort of technical side of the HeartMath program and the Global Coherence Initiative. Because today, my guest Howard Martin is also part of the HeartMath Institute uh, but it's focused much more on the human side of this global transformation and the significance of the heart in our world. So, uh, Howard Martin, welcome to the show. Peter, thank you very much, and thank you for having me on your show. And I'd also like to thank the listeners for taking the time to, uh, you know, to, to tune in and find out what we have to talk about today. What we have to talk about today is very, very significant, I, I believe. And so perhaps you could begin by talking a little bit about the heart and its central organizing intelligence. Well, we call that heart intelligence. And uh, it's an intelligence that's a pretty amazing intelligence, actually, that we all really have. I mean, to me, we all have this organizing and central intelligence that can and, and does lift us beyond our problems, and even in the midst of the chaos and confusion that we often experience today. And it's been talked about for thousands of years. It's been called heart. And I believe that when we begin to look at heart in new ways and take it out of the well-respected con- but, but confines, in a sense, of just religion, spirituality, and philosophy, make it practical and then apply you know, the qualities of the heart in daily living, that that's when we begin to achieve new levels of success and fulfillment that can even exceed our expectations. And when I speak about this intelligence, it's a high-speed intelligence. It's kind of intuitive in nature. It allows us to, uh, to see into things more deeply, to begin to understand ourselves, in, in, for starters, more deeply. It allows us to connect with others, connect with the world around us, and to, to have a new understanding and, and new insight about all of those things. 
It is an intelligence that has a lot to do with the emotions that we revere so much, like love, care, compassion, non-judgment. Uh, it's the birthplace to me of all of those emotions. It is, in fact, high speed, as I mentioned uh, just, a, just a minute ago, and it gives us the ability to even help regulate our emotions and choose our emotions. So there are many practical applications to the intelligence of the heart. I think most importantly, it's that core power inside of us that leads to resilience and gives us the ability to do the things that we often feel like we can't, that allows us to move beyond our, our limitations and our mediocrity and really achieve new things within ourselves and then uh, apply that to achieving new things in the world. And again, it's been talked about for thousands of years. At HeartMath, we've given it, I think, a modern context. We've brought science into understanding uh, the physiological role of the heart in new ways, and we've introduced even a new form of psychology in many ways by looking at it through a heart-centric window of view. So for those people who weren't listening last week, just give us a brief overview of how the heart math uh, scientifically gives us the measurement of, of this heart coherence. Well, we know for sure today through modern science, not just ours, but science that we've helped to organize and, 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 and discover and actually add to, uh, showing that the heart, in fact, does more than pump blood. It sends powerful healing commands to the brain and the rest of the body. And it does it in four ways. Through a neurological communication that uh, takes place because the heart has its own very complex nervous system. That's one way, studied through a field called neurocardiology. The second way is the pressure waves created by the heart, the blood pressure wave, which pushes the blood through the veins and arteries. And that blood pressure wave modulates or changes things like electrical activity in our brain. The third way is hormonally. In 1983, the heart was reclassified as part of our hormonal system, which I found amazing uh, because they found that it produced hormones like atrial peptide, which helps to reduce the release of a stress hormone called cortisol. Lastly, we have the energetic communication, which is where it gets really most interesting and most exciting and, and actually most fun for me because the heart produces by far the strongest source of bioelectricity in our bodies up to 40 to 60 times stronger than the second most powerful source, which is the brain. This electrical energy permeates every single cell in our body, in a sense kind of binding the cells together. It's strong enough that it radiates beyond the skin out into space, and it creates an electromagnetic field around our body that surrounds us in 360 degrees. And researchers have measured it in varying lengths um, outside the body. Some researchers have said they picked it up 8 to 10 feet outside the body, other researchers, three to four feet. Regardless, it's a, a field of energy being created by the heart radiating beyond the skin out into space. And it's not an aura or subtle energy. It's measurable electromagnetic energy. Now, when we look at all of this communication, we use a measurement that gives us a composite view of the quality of this communication that's taking place. And it's heart rhythm analysis. And Roland probably talked about this last week, but the the medical term for it is heart rate variability analysis. It's measuring the subtle beat-to-beat changes in the timing of our heart. And through looking at these changes, we see an awful lot about what's happening in our physiology and our nervous system, and then most importantly in the quality of communication between heart and brain. When those heart rhythms are very irregular, jagged, and disordered, It means that the heart is sending signals to the brain that can actually begin to shut down higher perceptual centers in the brain. Then we can't think as clearly. We can't relate to the world in in the same way. But conversely, and this is where it gets back to metaphors of the heart, when we are experiencing positive emotions like love, 
and care and appreciation, those kind of emotions, we often produce a very dynamic change in heart rhythms. They become more synchronized, more ordered. And when that occurs, it sends a signal to the brain that actually opens the brain up. It activates higher perceptual centers in our brain, and then we can really begin to see the big picture. And all this is happening not just with what the brain is doing, but what the heart is doing. Because brain function, as we know today through our research, is critically dependent upon these signals coming from the heart. And that's just a little bit of, um, to answer your question, of a very large body of scientific research. And you can see research papers and things like that if, for those that are, are scientifically you know, predisposed to, to that information on the heartmath.org site, which is the nonprofit side of our work, and that's where you can see research information. So clearly from what you're saying, there's a tremendous potential impact on people's health from this coherence. Yeah, certainly. Well, when the heart rhythms are ordered, you use the term coherence, which I know you're somewhat familiar with our work. Coherence is the state when the heart rhythms are in that very ordered, uh, ordered state. And it's a state that's um, it's highly efficient and effective. It's where less energy is being wasted. It's a very, very healthy state. Coherence um, has a big effect on the body in terms of stress reduction, for example. Uh, that leads to improvements in things like arrhythmias, um, blood pressure, uh, immune system response, hormonal releases. We are, are not uh, able to make overt medical claims because of the, which I think are, are many cases very good, FDA regulations. But we know from from our years of experience and from what's been reported to us through health professionals and some studies that we've done that there is a dynamic health benefit to being in the coherent state uh, more often. And presumably also for people involved in uh, performance of any type, that this would also be helpful to them. Well, a lot of our training programs are done in mainstream organizations today. We teach people how to improve their coherence, and we also have technology we've developed, the M-Wave, and that's spelled with an E-M, it's E-M-Wave technology that's uh, being used in over 75 countries by tens of thousands of people. And they use it for a lot of reasons, and performance improvement is one of them. So people in, uh, in corporate worlds, for example, want to use it for, uh, for better decision-making, more mental acuity, the ability to deflect stress. Uh, in education, they use it to improve performance in, in learning. Uh, sports professionals use it, professional golfers, Olympic athletes. A lot of people that now understand that increasing coherence is a good thing to do in whatever area of life you're trying to perform better in. So those people who have the, the M-Wave device, just explain how that works, and not the technical side, you know, how the person actually works with it. Sure. Well, it's, you know, it's PC versions for both Mac and, and PC, and it's a little handheld device as well, which is the same technology that's been you know, taken into a, a smaller device about the size of a cell phone. And what you do is you hook yourself up by attaching a sensor to your ear. Uh, that sensor is plugged into either the computer or into the handheld device. It picks up your pulse, converts it into heart rate variability analysis, heart rhythm analysis, and then it scores those heart rhythms for the degree of coherence. So you can be in three different states, low, medium, or high. Low is normal, medium is proved, and high coherence is that state of optimal performance that I was, we, we talked about just a few minutes ago. And so you see on the PC bar graphs moving, showing you your level of coherence. On the handheld device, there's a light at the top that changes color from red to blue to green as you move through the levels of coherence. And you learn to observe 
what you're doing in your feeling world, whatever you're practicing, whether it's a, uh, a meditation technique, a breathing technique, an affirmation technique, an intention technique, you, you practice whatever you like. We have our own techniques at Heart Math, of course, but you learn to see what these techniques are doing and how they are affecting your coherence level. And that gives you the ability to begin to refine this process within yourself so that when you're in the midst of daily activity, whether you have the device or not, you know how to find that coherent state. And when you can do that, more on demand, it can make life a lot easier, healthier and more productive. So, Howard, we're just coming up to our first break, and you've filled that first section with wonderful inside information on how this works individually. And after the break, what I'd like to do is to ask you to talk a little bit about the techniques and how we can shift into this place of coherence from perhaps an agitated state. This is Peter Tung uh, with Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with Howard Martin. We'll be back shortly. Be extraordinary. Seventh Wave Network. How do we walk our true spiritual path at a time when the Western world is fixated on material gain? More people are now recognizing the emptiness which comes with this limited approach to life. There is another way. Four years ago, Peter Tung left his position as a high school principal with 30 years experience in the education system and turned to his true calling of a metaphysical life. He now uses his experience and wisdom to provide solutions to personal and organizational challenges. Peter offers corporate workshops and seminars, public meditations, radio interviews, healing sessions, and community visits to bring awareness of the new paradigm, the awakening to conscious co-creation. Visit petertongue.com today to register for events and to purchase his transformative visualization meditation CDs. You can also download the meditation CDs as MP3s if you wish for listening on your computer or on the go. These are available now at petertongue.com. Being here with Ariel and Shia Kane is an ordinary person's guide to modern-day enlightenment. This show is an exciting exploration which opens the door to living in the moment. Don't miss being here. Tune in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 noon Eastern with Ariel and Shia Kane right here on the 7th Wave Network. What's it like? What's it like? It's lonely. It's really lonely. I miss my brother. I miss my brother. I'm surrounded by other people, but it's not the same. I've got other people around me, but it's not the same. It's pretty scary, but I don't let it it's rattle me. It's pretty scary, Ryan, but I don't let it rattle me. You always have to watch your back. There's no one to watch my back. I spend my whole day worried who's out to get me. I'm always me. wondering who's out to get me. But I can take care of myself. But I can take care of myself. No matter what, I'll keep my head up. No matter what, I'll keep my head up. It's not like I have a choice. It's not like I have a choice. This will all be over in five years, three months, and 17 days. This will all be over in five years, three months, and 17 days. Go to jail for a gun crime and your family serves a sentence with you. Something to think about before committing a gun crime. Gun crimes hit home. This message brought to you by Project Safe Neighborhoods and the Ad Council.
the new home for visionary positive change. Seventh Wave Network. Listening to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with Peter Tong. If you have a question for Peter or comment on this series, please send an email to descendingdove at gmail.com. That's descendingdove at gmail.com. Now back to our program. Hello and welcome back to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host Peter Tong and my guest today is Howard Martin of the Heart Math Institute. Howard, before the break, we were talking about going into a place of uh, heart coherence and using the M-Wave machine to check that coherence. So if someone finds themselves in an agitated, angry, or frustrated place, how can they bring themselves into that place of coherence? Well, first of all, is, is going ahead and acknowledging and recognizing what you're feeling. And it's easy sometimes to feel ang- you know, to recognize anger. That's an obvious one. We know that. And sometimes frustration as well. But a lot of the emotions that we often experience that are just sort of our normal emotional patterning are almost go unnoticed. But they're not necessarily productive. All the little down slant projections and the gripes and the groans and the mumblings and, you know, the, the subtle frustrations that we just think are normal, they don't really serve us well in terms of, you know, the quality of our own lives and their ability to serve this world in this time of need either. So it becomes a matter of asking from your heart to observe what you're feeling, to put some consciousness towards really understanding the feeling world at any given moment. When you find yourself in emotional states, and we all will, it's all part of being in life. There's nothing wrong with it or bad to experience these things. But but when we do find ourselves in places where we we realize we need to shift or want to shift, there are simple things we can do, and I'll share a very, very simple technique, one of the simplest heart math techniques, which translates well in things like radio shows, but very effective nonetheless. <laughs> and it's called the quick coherence technique, and it brings us into this state of coherence relatively quickly. And it starts by focusing your attention in the area of the heart, you know, the area right in the center of your chest. Just bring your attention down to that area. Now, with your attention there, you breathe naturally and normally, maybe just a little bit deeper than you normally would, but it's not about focusing too much on the breathing, but just you know, getting some, some breathing going just a little deeper than you normally would, and then pretend as if that breath is flowing in and out right through the center of the chest, right where you have your focus. Now, those first steps are called heart focus and heart breathing. The third step is the most important step. So while maintaining your heart focus and doing your heart breathing, activate a positive emotion. It can be the feeling of appreciation you have for your life, the love or care you have for someone or something. It could be a person. It could be a pet. It could be a, a special time in your life that you remember that you really felt good inside. Whatever helps to trigger that positive emotional state. And then just sit breathing in and out through the area of the heart and doing the best you can to feel that positive emotion. Now, those three simple steps will begin to bring your system into coherence. They will shift those heart rhythms, which, which creates a, a different level of quality and communication between heart, brain, and the rest of the body. 
and it's something any of us can do anytime, anywhere. It just is a matter of slowing down, observing, and then using your own dignity and your own authentic core power, in a sense, to move into doing a technique. Now, you mentioned anger when you brought the example up, uh, Peter. When we're mad, that's about the last thing we want to do, you know. Who wants to use a technique right now? You know, <laughs> I'm mad, and I got a reason to be mad. And so sometimes these highly charged emotions, it takes a little, you know, reducing the amplitude of them a little bit, bringing things down slowly, and then getting into something like the quick coherence technique, to where you can really make that emotional shift. Some things you'll be able to shift quickly. Some things take a little bit more time. But every effort that we make to do something like that is a self-empowered effort. And they accumulate, they add up, and they really do begin to shift the whole paradigm of how we live our lives uh, over time. And obviously that would be recorded on the actual uh, M-Wave machine or, on, or through the software. But if, in fact, you had a group of people all doing that in a room together, you can actually sense the shift of energy in the room, can't you? You sure can. And, you know, we, we know, I mean, all of us have experienced in life, even one person can walk into a room that's, you know, that's operating in a different sort of bandwidth or a different level of what we'll call coherence. And it can begin to shift the room then. But when you have a group of people that are individually in a more coherent state that then are choosing consciously to connect and to be more coherent as a group, that's a powerful thing. And it doesn't take a whole lot of people to really affect change that are doing it that way. And not just, you know, in a passive uh, state where they're kind of halfway into it and doing a little meditation exercise or something. Those things all really do help, and I'm all for that. But there's a whole other level now available to us as we move into these new times and this new consciousness emerging in the world to where we can become more conscious co-creators, more effective, more powerful, and, uh, and have the ability to make valuable contributions to the shift that's going on in the world today. We'll come back to that uh, in a moment because that's really a main focus of this uh, of this discussion. But I just did want you to comment a little bit. I know you've done some work with uh, organizations in the corporate world. What sort of shifts have you seen take place in the world of business? Well, I think you know, in any business today, you, you have a tremendous amount of, of stress. And the corporations, we've worked with many big ones, everybody from Boeing to Hewlett-Packard to Motorola, large healthcare systems, Duke University Medical Center, you know, uh, many other hospitals that we're involved with today. And what the people are needing now is, is to find, an, find new ways of, of increasing and maintaining a state of resilience. And resilience is looked at in many cases as the ability to bounce back from stress or bounce back from challenges and things like that. And, in fact, it is that. But it's more than that. Resilience is an energy that you have inside yourself that you can learn to access and learn to increase. And when you do, it gives you a buffer against the incoming stressors. It begins to take out some of the normal stress-reactive patterns that you have, and it allows you to maintain your balance and your poise in the midst of whatever we do. Companies want this. They want a lot of things, but what they really want, to be honest with you, is they want things that show measurable result, especially on the financial side. So training that can help an employee with their stress or increase resilience, that's great. They like all that. But they don't really get involved in it too much until there's a business outcome, and that's the very nature of business itself, right, is that the businesses are designed to, to make a profit. So they need to see return on investment. So our programs are designed to really help the people. We focus on the care for the people. And we provide them with the heart math tools, techniques, and technology to give them skills that they need 
to better navigate their jobs and to be more productive. And then we measure that against things like employee turnover and reductions in health care costs. And it's the, in those measurements is where we have the traction with the companies. And what I see happening is that, you know, I, I know sometimes corporations get, get looked at as, you know, in, in a negative way. And I know that they do things that are, that are not pleasing. And I know that they have, have, have and are continuing to do things that have impact on, you know, the environment and things like that. So I'm aware of all that. But I also find that within these companies there are people like anybody else who have their own interests and their own needs and their own families and their own concerns. And often they're just involved in systems that don't change quickly. They don't change overnight. And so while I can be aware of all the things that, that the big business can, can do sometimes that are not what I like, I've also developed a new level of non-judgment and more compassion for the people that are working there who are tasked with increasing productivity, who are tasked with increasing profits the very nature of, of business and the things that they're hired to do. And so I have a lot of compassion for these folks. And uh, what they're trying to do in, in, in a day-to-day uh, world is not easy. And they make mistakes. They make judgments that don't please me. But I've learned to back down a little bit on um, my reactivity to that. And by doing these programs within those organizations, they're going to shift anyway. They're going to move towards a more compassionate uh, view of things themselves. Well, they maybe they they go into the program because they're going to reduce their stress to you know to lower their healthcare risk, for example. But they come out with a lot more than that. They come out with new views on life, new views on themselves, and a change in their values. So it's not a it's not a a, a secret. Uh, nothing we're trying to hide. Uh, it's just a byproduct of uh, anybody accessing more of their heart intelligence. That's wonderful. So I know uh, a really, really important part of your work, uh, Howard, is the uh, Global Coherence Initiative, and we're coming up to our second break shortly, uh, but we'll be spending much of the the rest of our show discussing the Global Coherence Initiative. So just give us a little warmer upper on what that is. Well, it's it's a a part of the HeartMass work that is uniting many thousands of people you know, around the world in heart-focused care and intention, using the power of our coherence, the power of our hearts, and the power of our energetic intention to help shift consciousness at a mass level. And uh, it's got our science involved in it as well, looking at ways in which you can measure things. But more importantly, it's a way that people can, anyone can contribute to uh, positive change in the world uh, just by doing some things on the inside and doing it collectively with others. So we will come and talk about the the human side of it, Um, but one of the important aspects of this work, obviously, is, as you've indicated, the uh, measurement through uh, sensors that can actually pick up these shifts. Just mention what about the sensors for a moment. Well, there's technology developed by Roland McCready and a team of scientists. Um, (coughs) Excuse me, a little cough. (coughs) They're looking at Earth energetics which means the energetic fields produced by the Earth, in particular the ionosphere and the um, geomagnetic fields. This is a new science. Uh, It's an emerging science. There's a lot to be learned about these fields. We have a hypothesis that we believe if we have enough people operating in a higher state of coherence, that that can have a measurable impact that we could actually see in these fields. The technology we're developing (coughs) is looking at these fields very closely. 
We have a working sensor site in Northern California. We'll have some more sensor sites up this year. Uh, ultimately, we'll have 10 to 12 of these sites so we can see a complete view of these fields from the ground up. But what's interesting is that it's not an overnight process. The hypothesis will take a long time to, 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 to prove because these fields are very complex and the science around understanding them is new. So even the best so scientists in the world are finding second break here. So we'll continue talking about the, the census and the Global Coherence Initiative <coughs> after the break. This is Peter Tung with Howard Martin for Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. Taking you to the threshold of a dream and beyond. Seventh Wave Network. Dad, can I ask you something? Sure, what's up? Um, there's this girl I kind of like. Well, if there's one thing I know, it's women. Really? Well, they didn't call me velvet for nothing. I don't get it. Smooth. I was smooth. Oh. Anyway, it's easy. You just got to impress her. Show her how strong you are. Okay, but how? Just, I don't know, pick up a lot of heavy things around her. Like what? I don't know, desks, chairs, people. Grunt, if you have to. Grunt? Yeah, be like, Ugh! Try it. Ugh! Ugh! <laughs> See? There you go. And you should dress up. Start wearing a shirt and tie. I'll look like a dork. No, you'll look successful. Okay. And finally, you can start using my cologne. <clears throat> the ladies love it, so don't be shy. Splash it on. Thanks, Dad. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. When you adopt a child from foster care, just being there makes all the difference. To find out how you can adopt, please visit our website at adoptuskids.org or call 1-888-200-4005. A public service announcement brought to you by Adopt US Kids, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council. Spiritual Workout with host Stephen Morrison helps you go beyond the books, CDs, and the workshops you've gone to to learn spirituality. Stephen will passionately help you see which of 15 universally spiritual concepts apply to your circumstance and how. Now there's a way to help you live it every single day. Work out every Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern on Spiritual Workout with your host, Stephen Morrison, on 7th Wave Network. A practical path to a happier, more peaceful, and richer life experience. How do we walk our true spiritual path at a time when the Western world is fixated on material gain? More people are now recognizing the emptiness, which comes with this limited approach to life. There is another way. Four years ago, Peter Tong left his position as a high school principal with 30 years experience in the education system and turned to his true calling of a metaphysical life. He now uses his experience and wisdom to provide solutions to personal and organizational challenges. Peter offers corporate workshops and seminars, public meditations, radio interviews, healing sessions, and community visits to bring awareness of the new paradigm, the awakening to conscious co-creation. Visit PeterTongue.com today to register for events and to purchase his transformative visualization meditation CDs. You can also download the meditation CDs as MP3s if you wish for listening on your computer or on the go. These are available now at PeterTongue.com. Listening on a higher dimension. Seventh Wave Network.
You're listening to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with Peter Tong. If you have a question for Peter or comment on this series, please send an email to descendingdove at gmail.com. That's descendingdove at gmail.com. Now back to our program. Hello and welcome back to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host Peter Tung and my special guest today, Howard Martin, who just before the break began talking about the Global Coherence Initiative. And, and Howard, I was asking you about the new sensors that have been or are being developed for this work. Just continue talking a little bit more about them. Well, there we have a sensor site in Northern California. It has very sensitive devices that are able to detect subtle changes in the Earth's geomagnetic and ionospheric fields. And these fields are very dynamic. They change all the time. They're constantly in fluctuation. There are many things that influence them. And science knows about these fields, obviously, and they've been looking at them for a long time. But, in fact, what we're finding is that the, the understanding of the fields and the research on the fields is at a, an infancy stage. We really don't know as much about these things as, we, as we'd like to know. And uh, what we do know is that changes in the fields are affecting human behavior. This is not our research. This is research by Franz Hallberg and, and many others showing that changes in the fields affect human beings, their health and their human behavior. And so we know that there's a relationship with these fields, and that's why we developed the sensors, because now we want to look at do, you know, what this relationship really means and do we, uh, the human race, have an influence on these fields that's coming from us, not just you know, a recipient of influence from the fields themselves, but are we influenced in the fields? We think this is, this is true, um, but because the science is in its infancy, there's not a lot for us to draw upon uh, in this regard. So we're really pioneering something very new. So the sensors that we've developed and the sensor site we have in, in Northern California are giving us an unbelievably exciting starting point for looking at the effect of mass human emotion on the energetic fields. This has a big implications for understanding um, consciousness for understanding um, how the good intentions that many of us have and the prayers and the meditations may be affecting the earth itself. But its research is going to take time, as I mentioned you know, before the break, because the, the fields are so dynamic and so complex. But I think we're going to learn an awful lot in the next, you know, next several years about all of this, and it's going to be very exciting. And I think that's something that HeartMath has, uh, has been good at in the past and will continue to, to do well in the future, is bringing in innovative new scientific understanding of things that, that I think are important for, you know, for the evolution of, of, of the world, really. So tell us a little bit about the way the uh, Global Coherence Initiative works in terms of the human involvement. Well, first of all, let me say that it's a, it's a new initiative, about a year and a half old. Uh, but, you know, at an, one of the earlier sessions we just did, you, you asked about the corporate work we do. So we work in a lot of ways. And one of the ways that we decided we wanted to work was from looking at just, you know, in changes in consciousness itself. And so we created the Global Coherence Initiative as sort of that top-down approach to this. So what we did is we created a website that people can go to and become members of the Global Coherence Initiative. And let me offer that URL, if I may, Peter. It's uh, do, yes. three W's and a dot, and then the letters G-L, and then the word coherence, G-L coherence, C-O-H-E-R-E-N-C-E dot org. So G-L coherence dot org. 
Now, we created a membership organization. The membership is free, and donations, of course, are always appreciated because that facilitates the growth of the, the initiative and the growth of the science, and that sort of thing. But we now have uh, over 20,000 members. Now, when you become a member, you have access to things like um, webinars that we do that train uh, the membership how to increase their coherence levels or give them new information about the science. Or sometimes we have other well-known people on, like Greg Braden, for example, uh, on our webinars. He's a steering committee member, along with myself and and some others. We um, provide education. We provide techniques. We have things in the site where you can go and join synchronous uh, activities sending hard-focused care and attention to various planetary needs. And all that's part of, you know, what you get is becoming a member, and I'll leave it to people who are interested just to go and and explore the site and and see the things that are there. Now, the goal of this is we want to have members who are practicing learning how to increase their own individual coherence. This is key. We believe that if we ever do measure anything in these energetic fields with our sensor sites, it will be because we've created a new coherence wave, a new octave, so to speak, of consciousness that goes out energetically that can be picked up in these geomagnetic and ionospheric fields. We think this is important and it's a key. Additionally, to me, it's come down to the individual efforts to take another level of doing what we know we can do and need to do in everybody that's the key to the entire shift. A lot of external influences, a lot of talk about 2012, a lot of different things that are all real and all important, but at the crux of that, at the very core of that, it's about what we do as individuals. So we really promote that uh, strongly with the Global Coherence Initiative. People can use whatever methodologies they want. It's a very neutral approach. Whatever practices people already do, we honor those completely. And at the same time, we're saying just add a little more heart to whatever you do. And increase your uh, your you know your intention. Increase your the you know the desire to really want to do more from within whatever context you do it from, and then add that into creating you know uh, a better world through conscious intention. So we have events with the community. We send out care-focused suggestions of what we need to do this week. For example, where can we all focus our care this week? that would help to improve something in the world. So what we're after there, Peter, is to really have a very highly functional, coherent community of people that we, you know, are providing what we can for, you know, uh, to help people understand how to, you know, how to improve themselves, and then let's collectively do this together and build that community together. So, again, it's a very just neutral explain, approach. Just, Go ahead. Yeah. Could you, could you just explain, uh, give us an example then of, of a, a place on the planet, for example, where you would have a synchronous focus. Uh, just give us one example that you've you've done with a group of people and how that works. Well, okay, let's say, you know, uh, last year there was a, a major earthquake in Italy. You may remember, may remember that. And yes, absolutely. So, so what we're doing is we're asking the membership to focus their care to help ease people through the process. We're not, you know, trying to stop an earthquake or anything. We're saying people now experience a lot of emotional discord. They're displaced. They don't have a home. Some people have had loss of life or loss of loved ones' lives. All of that has happened. So, so now what we need to do is we need to focus on helping them through this process at the emotional or energetic level. 
We do it on natural natural disaster events. Sometimes we do it on on social events, societal events. When they when there was a you know they've had it since as well. But when they were having the demonstrations and unrest in Iran, for example, we were asking the membership to focus on helping to to, to uh, facilitate a highest best outcome for that, not taking any sides in that process, not saying who was right or who was wrong, but what can we do to create the highest best outcome uh, in that process? And those would be examples. So we we are, and we also go on to say that if what we've suggested does not resonate with you, then pick something that does, because it all goes into the you know sort of the same uh, accumulator. That all counts and all helps to facilitate global change. So we we give people latitude on those things. We say here's something that we're suggesting, but if you have something that you'd rather do, please do that because it's the it's where you really put your passion and where you really put your your intention uh, from the heart that's most important. So that's an example of how we work within the community. Thank you. And 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 what sort of numbers have you had all together at the same time in coherent? Uh, um, well, it's hard to track. I can say that on our webinars, we've had as many as, you know, a couple thousand people on the webinar. But we have members from over 75 countries, for example. They're all around the world. So we don't have any way of really tracking the exact number of people that participate. There's, uh, there are some things on the site that give us an indicator that we can look at, but we can't pin that down exactly to, um, to a specific number. Uh, but so the idea eventually is then that there would be sensors all over the globe which would pick up the shift in consciousness as a result of this coherence? We think so. And that's the science. That's the, that's the beauty of it. That's the adventure, is to look and see if this really does have an impact that can be measured. Everybody believes that these things have impact. We know that. Why do we pray? Why do we meditate? Why do we send you know, our heart to people when they're sick? And, or where, why do we, where, what are we doing when our heart pours out to people that we know are in crisis? We believe this counts and it makes a difference. And so... The science can simply add, you know, something verifiable to that, which may, we may not need. But I believe that when we verify things and make them more tangible and real, that it just adds more potency to our belief. And, uh, and that's I the assume also of that, that people, once uh, a number of people have done this many times, then there will be an entrainment for others that join the group and, and get into that place much more easily. That's right. And just to answer your earlier question, I'll just briefly, I mean, we, we did it for the children of the world one time not long ago. Um, we have uh, recent disasters, and we've done it just for planetary radiance in general, you know, just to radiate and facilitate, you know, um, well-being of people around the world. We actually did one during the holidays, creating more peace during the holiday season, uh, those sort of things. So just to give your you and your listeners another example of the kind of things that we're focusing on. Well, it's a wonderful project, Howard, and we're just coming up to our final break. So after the break, I'm going to ask you to talk a little bit about your own views on what is actually happening in the bigger picture in the world and how you see this global coherence initiative playing an important part in our future. This is Peter Tone with Howard Martin, Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. Taking you to the threshold of a dream and beyond. Seventh Wave Network. 
Experience higher love, an archangelic journey into ascended joy and authentic living. Your hosts, Sri Ram Ka and Kira Ra, will assist you to open your heart, expand your love, and be ever-present with true joy. Your journey with Sri and Kira begins right here on the 7th Wave Network with Higher Love, Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. How do we walk our true spiritual path at a time when the Western world is fixated on material gain? More people are now recognizing the emptiness which comes with this limited approach to life. There is another way. Four years ago, Peter Tong left his position as a high school principal with 30 years experience in the education system and turned to his true calling of a metaphysical life. He now uses his experience and wisdom to provide solutions to personal and organizational challenges. Peter offers corporate workshops and seminars, public meditations, radio interviews, healing sessions, and community visits to bring awareness of the new paradigm, the awakening to conscious co-creation. Visit PeterTongue.com today to register for events and to purchase his transformative visualization meditation CDs. You can also download the meditation CDs as MP3s if you wish for listening on your computer or on the go. These are available now at PeterTongue.com. When you have a stroke, you may not even notice it right away. But then, time passes and the symptoms get worse. One minute you feel fine and the next, your speech could be slurred or not make sense. One side of your body might become numb. You might see double. You drop the TV remote because you can't hold up your arm. That's because after a stroke, every minute you don't get help is another minute that your brain is being starved of oxygen. The warning signs of a stroke include sudden numbness or weakness of the face, arm, or leg, sudden trouble seeing, speaking, or understanding. If you experience any of these warning signs, call 911 immediately because time lost is brain lost. Visit strokeassociation.org or call 1-888-4-STROKE today. A public service announcement from the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. Be extraordinary. Seventh Wave Network. listening to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with Peter Tong. If you have a question for Peter or comment on this series, please send an email to descendingdove at gmail.com. That's descendingdove at gmail.com. Now back to our program. Hello and welcome back to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host, Peter Tong. And I, we really would like to hear from you on our email descendingdove at gmail.com I'm about to go into my third 13 week series and if there are any guests that you'd love to hear speak on the show or if you have any comments, topics you'd like us to cover then please do contact us through descendingdove at gmail.com Now back to Howard Martin. Howard, uh, with your incredible uh, awareness and intelligence, I'd love to hear your own personal view 
of the coming times and the shifting and the awakening and consciousness and how that all fits together with the Global Coherence Initiative. Well, I'd be glad to do that, Peter. Um, this is a shift in consciousness like we've never experienced before in the history of the world. It's been coming for a long time. It's been accelerating over the last, uh, you know, eight or ten years rather dramatically. It's really a dimensional shift. It's moving, you know, a whole new paradigm of psychology and ways in which we'll function and which we'll live, which we'll think, which we'll feel into the world. And it's coming in through a change in, you know, at the highest levels of consciousness and filtering down into our psychology, our behaviors, and then our systems, and then, you know, the ways in which we all see the world and function within the world. This is not an easy time, though, because this much change happening this quickly creates a lot of chaos and a lot of stress. Uh, it's a very, very accelerated changing time. So that makes it tough, and a lot of people are not doing well with it. So uh, it's both the, the greatest time in the history of the world for acceleration in consciousness and also one of the most challenging times. A lot of people are pointing towards the Mayan calendar in 2012 as a very signature date in this. And it's an important date, but this is a, uh, a shift that's it's been happening for some years in front of 2012 and will continue after 2012. It's not just a singular date. It's uh, something that I think is real important in this is what I'm, I've come to understand more and more deeply from, is that it's not about the external influences. These things are there simply to amplify what we do. They're not going to change anything. We're the ones that are going to change something. And that starts with us with our individual choices, the things that we're choosing to do. And are we taking our own next level? Are we really actualizing what we know inside? Are we doing that the best we can while still allowing for all the ups and downs of life and the challenges that we, we all experience you know, during this era of high-speed change? This is a very important question because the choices we are making today are going to have tremendous influence over the future. 2010 is a very, very important year in this shift process. A very important year. So the, the things that we're that we, we are working on, the things we're considering, you know, I'm urging everyone now to you know to, to take this to heart and to take it uh, to the next level, because we all can do so much more than we think we can do in terms of how we can grow, how we can change, and how we can serve others. And it's just a matter of accepting that, using your own best friend, your own most reliable guide, which is the power and intelligence of your heart, and then finding that flow with a shift finding ways that you can and that I can and all of us can, you know, move to that next level within ourselves. So this is individual self-initiated efforts that are the most important contribution any of us can make to the shift right now. The rest will unfold. And, yes, it's a big and it's big and it's grandiose and it has signature dates and all those things, but at a most fundamental level, it's the choices we are individually and collectively are making today that are dictating what takes place in the shift the speed of the shift, all of those factors are being controlled in many ways by what we do as individuals. And that's a central part of everything that I'm saying now. And um, it's, uh, I, think, uh, I think it's something that, that you know, I'm certainly taking to heart more deeply, and I hope others will as well, because that, to me, represents the future of our world. The Global Coherence Initiative is just one of many, many caring initiatives out there that are, that are trying to do what they can to facilitate the shift and change. It's, it's something that people can all do. They can do it from, the, you know, from their own home and their own workplace or wherever they are. And there's a community and an organization they can become part of and participate in, in the science and unfolding of something I think is going to be quite magnificent. But there are many things people can join, and the Global Coherence Initiative is certainly um, just one of them. And, and our, 
our I guess it's our effort to to facilitate change in, in a way that starts with consciousness and builds community down from that. So Howard Rushy, amazingly, after that wonderful statement, almost at the end of the show, so I'd like to give you the opportunity to say a few final words um, of wisdom, which obviously you have right from the heart. Well, I just want to thank everybody for listening, and I want to thank you again, Peter, for, you know, for having the show in the first place and then for having me as a guest. And what I'd like to say in closing is that you know, as we go through these changing times, there could be challenges of all kinds for us and a lot of things that we haven't experienced before. But in the process of that, never lose your heart and never lose your hope. And just know that everything is headed in the right direction. It's all headed in a place where it's going to create a world that's going to be a lot better than the one we live in. Be patient. Be kind with yourself. Be loving to yourself. Do what you can to take care of others as we go. And, again, follow your heart in the process, and everything will be all right. Thank you so much. Now, could you just give us the uh, websites again for HeartMath and for the Global Coherence Initiative? Yeah, there are actually three, HeartMath.com, which is where you find things on training programs and the M-Wave products and things like that, HeartMath.org, which is where you find information about the programs we do in education for kids and schools and families and the underserved. It also has the scientific research. And then lastly, GLCoherence.org, which is the Global Coherence Initiative, part of our nonprofit, but has its own separate site. So heartmath.com, heartmath.org, and glcoherence.org are the three places that the listeners can go to to learn more about HeartMath and the things we've talked about today. And if they want to become part of the growing number of people, they go to the Global Coherence website. That's correct. People involved in that process. Yeah, great. Well, I really, really appreciate your time today. It's been a wonderful uh, discussion and I appreciate the work that you're doing. Thank you so much. My pleasure. So for those listeners who have listened to the last two shows, you have a very comprehensive uh, way of looking at the way in which you can help and support this shift in consciousness as we move towards uh, this very exciting time over the next few years where uh, we have an incredible opportunity to be part of a wonderful shift in awareness consciousness and vibration on our sweet earth. Next week, we have a shift in focus to a very practical down-to-earth solution to the homeless people living on the streets. Uh, in this particular case, Richard LeBlanc has created a beautiful therapeutic farm community to assist people uh, in returning to a life of uh, productivity, of feeling valued, of producing and growing food. And Richard has worked uh, incredibly hard to create this community, and he will be describing to us uh, next week the way in which that community is unfolding in Victoria, British Columbia, on Vancouver Island. A final word, uh, the Energy at the moment is pretty intense. We have three planets in retrograde right now, Mercury, Saturn, and Mars. So as Howard said, be kind to yourself, be gentle, and have a wonderful week. This is Peter Tung for Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation, wishing you a wonderful time.
you found this week's show to be enlightening and inspiring. Please join host Peter Tong for another edition of Awakening to Conscious Creation next Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, Noon Pacific Time on 7th Wave Network.